0: The Rams lose a thriller to the Ravens. We have all the big takeaways that you need to know. That's coming up next. You on locked on Rams. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the locked on
1: podcast network, your team every day.
0: What is up, Ramley, and welcome to the episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know what is your biggest takeaway from the Rams' loss to the Ravens. My name is Doug McCain. Friends, call me DMAC. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, the Lakers for SI, Dodgers Nation, 24-7 sports. Now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the People Champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we're breaking down the thriller in Baltimore. The Rams so close to being one of the best teams in the NFL. Lots to unpack from this one. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks, The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Now, first, I just want to say that this is 1997. This is game five of the NBA finals. Travis Rogers doing his flu game, right? (laughs) Michael Jordan flu game. He's still going to have a big game. Drop 38 here. I know you're not feeling that well. You're feeling a little under the weather, but still, what a game in Baltimore. I think biggest takeaway for me is this Rams team on their best day. They can play with anyone in the NFL.
1: My biggest takeaway is that we might still get Yamamoto too. That Otani is in the house, and that oh Yamamoto God. may be on deck. So we, uh, it's it's a good time to be a Dodger fan for sure. No, it was, uh, it was really exciting yesterday watching the Rams go toe to toe with a team like you said, Dmac, that I think all of us believe is one of the you know four, five, six best teams in the league. Rams had a chance to win that game. They had a special teams uh, letdown in overtime. Their their margin for error is basically zero now. Moving forward, you got to win your next three games, no matter what. You're going to have to get a little help along the way from uh, from whether it's Green Bay or Minnesota or somebody else. Uh, But they look good. It just feels like they found their groove maybe a little too late in the season. That there might not be enough runway left to catch up and make that last win. They're going to have to get some help, but. I can't imagine being a Rams fan yesterday, and other than the result, obviously not liking what you saw. Yeah, there was so many
0: positive takeaways. There were some negative ones. We'll get into those for sure. But, yeah, just on the outset, I mean, look at Cooper Cup having a really good game. You look at Luke Haverson keeping his job with Mason Crosby. Really, he's looking over his shoulder, and he's seeing him, and he could probably be – Tarmac, right? He could have lost a job had he had a bad game, right? You look at this Rams team going up to Baltimore in a rainy conditions, going east coast to west coast. They're coming off a bye week. And you can make the case. Ravens are the best team in the NFL with the most dynamic player in the game in Lamar Jackson. And you talk about Otani. Can he rush the passer? Can he (laughs) block? Because, I mean, there were some things that I think this team needed in this game that I think could help them get over the top. I think other big takeaways, look, if you want to beat a team like the Ravens, and like you mentioned, the Rams, their margin for error is slim. When you consider what they have in certain spots, you got to score touchdowns. And they had an opportunity there, late drive. And you saw big plays. Demarcus Robinson saw a big play there by Cooper Cup. But if you want to beat a team on the road, you got to punch it in. And really, we'll kind of start at the end and kind of backtrack and kind of point some stuff out. Because really big takeaway is, look, if you're in a playoff game and you're already overachieving, I do want to point out, Ram's still a almost a 44% chance to make the playoffs. Still feel good about that. But the yep. communication error, the delay of game penalty, the getting in – Calls late, not allowing them to really put themselves in the best position to make plays. That's going to hurt them in the playoffs. If that continues in. You saw that last drive right there. They just weren't able to do anything to do. I mean, overtime, Rams force are three and out on the Ravens' first drive. Trammell, for some reason, he's got the drop sees on the punt returns right there. You hand out to Williams for six. Then Stafford overthrows Williams. Then third and four, they don't get it off on the delay of game pounding. Third and nine, you got the drop by Davis Allen. And then the Wallace punt return for a touchdown look i hate blame the refs guy i'm gonna be blame the refs guy for a little bit there looked like there was a couple blocks in the back there on that punt return but still you gotta take advantage of that three and out with a better drive there on your first possession
1: yeah they did what they needed to do right Mac? they they got off the field they lost the coin toss they got off the field they turned the ball over to their offense which had moved the ball really well all day long and then they just couldn't get anything done all the things that you mentioned i think the thing that was the most frustrating, obviously, drops are going to be a big deal. Obviously, some missed calls on the return certainly are, are, are going to be something that Rams fans are going to dwell on, and understandably so. But you, you mentioned it—the procedural stuff, right? Getting the ball, the getting the play in on time, getting lined up on time, snapping the ball on time. This is a veteran head coach. This is a veteran quarterback. That stuff should not happen. That you know, you're, you're talking about. If nothing else, a field position game where five yards here or there can make a difference. We saw him have this problem over and over and over again. This is not a Stafford thing. This is a McVay thing. This goes back to Jared Goff doing what he's done uh, as the quarterback of the Rams. They just can't quite figure out their, their operation and how to get that play in on time, how to get everybody lined up, how to call the play in the huddle. It, just, it, it really felt like that was a big turning point in that game. Um, you know, you, you hope something like that doesn't prevent you from making the playoffs, but it happens way too frequently. That's something that has to get cleaned up. One hundred
0: percent. I think you saw the frustration front Sean McVay on the sideline. You could read his lips and say you God dang it. How'd that happen? Did you not hear me? And you can see they're freaking out just a little bit. And yeah, those execution errors, I think it's a good, if you take a lesson from this, I'm not a big moral victories guys, but hey, you got to smooth those things out and avoid that at all costs because it's difficult to win on the road in general. But look, this would be one of the big surprise wins in the NFL that we've seen. And you'd be looking at a seven and six Rams team that just won four in a row with all the momentum in the world and possibly putting together a 10, 11 win season, right? I mean, it's possible right but still I still like where they're at I think the other big takeaway like I said if we're just looking to spin the positives in this one I mean you can't ignore the game that Cooper Cub had and he looked so much better he looked like a different player caught eight catches called in eight grabs for 115 yards had the TD the coup also had a really nice game five catches for 84 yards also had six on the ground and also caused two pass interference calls right there but still Cooper Cub the footwork was better. The routes were better. It looked like he wasn't thinking as much, worrying out about his body as much there. The trust level, the yin and yang between staff are just to throw it up there on the touchdown, on the late game score where they go in to tie it. I think you're seeing Cup really just becoming involved in the offense. And moving forward, if you're talking about a team that you want to get an upset in that first round, Detroit Lions, they're slipping. I mean, there's some teams that aren't looking great there in the NFC. Having this version of Cooper Cubs is going to go a long way
1: yeah him and puka together demac i thought was that that's the best version of that tandem i think we've seen in the better part of a month or so that both of them had a very positive impact on the game and i'm going to make a little bit of a diversion here the the play that really stuck with me for puka was after he made that drop and you're like oh my gosh you know how could he it was it was perfect right the ball was right where it needed to be stafford was terrific yesterday but shortly thereafter, he makes that diving catch. And it was just, it was, that's what Beautiful great catch. players do. They might drop one here or there. They might make a mistake. They might pick up a penalty. We saw him line up off sides on one, uh, on one. And it just goes to show you great players make up mistakes. And Puka did it. You put those, you have that version of Puka, that version of Cooper Cup. We saw some tight end play that made you kind of go, oh, okay. Davis Allen getting involved in the in the offense a little bit right there. That the Rams offense is really starting to click. The Rams defense has always been, I know they gave up 36 point or 37 or whatever the number was yesterday. that That was not their best day, but you're dealing with Lamar Jackson. You're dealing with a really talented offensive team. They get that special teams unit cleaned up kind of across the board, right? Their special teams have been a real problem this year. I know Luke Haversick made some kicks yesterday, but their punting team, their pun team, and I know there were some blocks missed and whatever, but they didn't call it and they lose the game because they couldn't execute on special teams. But more more positives than negatives for sure, other than the fact that was a week 14 loss that might keep you out. You win that game, you're virtually you know you're controlling your own destiny at this point. Now the Raiders couldn't get one damn point against the Vikings yesterday. One one touchdown there probably wins the game for the Raiders. It was a it was a huge it was a huge missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about the offense over 400 yards against this defense on the road. Really the second half just really going quiet there for this offense and I think yeah. you look at Alaric Jackson, you look at Joe Nobu, of course, the draft as a left tackle. He comes in as a right tackle. I mean, that to me is where the game was lost and also to the safety game. I mean, you look at the play by Jordan Fuller there. You look at Zay Flowers on that third and 17 and as much pressure as he was able to get up the middle on Lamar Jackson and look easier said than done. Right. But they just weren't able to finish and complete the plays. We I mean, didn't see Kobe Turner, the conductor and Aaron Donald skipping off the field. Like we saw last <laughs> week. And that kind of really was the difference. You're able to get a little more pressure. That's going to go a long way. You did get the one turnover, the Akella Witherspoon interception on that, that pass over the mill. like kind of the deep pass, but still, I think that all in all, this run really hurts because yes, there's one way you could spin it saying, okay, wow. The gutsy little Rams going to Baltimore and taking this one down the wire. And you go back and look, look at the execution errors throughout. You look at the second offense not producing. We saw in the first half, you look at not getting a touchdown on the first drive. When you were pounding the rock, you settle for the field goal. They come back and likely gets the big touchdown, the broken play. And then the game tying play, if they do pit two big pass plays, and you weren't able to complete the drive. I think you got to be a little more aggressive, go for the jugular and put yourself in a better spot to get those touchdowns and go for the win because considering they felt like they're kind of playing with house money. So I'm still disappointed because as Good as it feel about this game, they could have won it.
1: They should have won it. They 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 outplayed them for a good chunk of the game. Look, the best player on the field was on the other team. That's always tough to deal with. Lamar Jackson was the best player on the field. He played like it. They couldn't – I love what you said. They couldn't finish it, right? They, they pressured him all day long. They couldn't get him on the ground. And – Lamar Jackson made great plays when he needed to make great plays. The Rams didn't. When the Rams had a couple of times to kind of knock them out of the game, they weren't able to quite get that knockout blow. Uh, it, You know, if this game were a month ago, you're like, all right, Rams are really starting to find some. problem is it's week 14. We're really running low on time left to do this thing. I hope it's not what keeps them out, but it could be for sure 100 there's still more to break down this one
0: something very interesting too about that punt return for a touchdown the positive takeaways and negative takeaways so much more here on this monday edition of locked on rams let's
1: talk about the skylight digital picture frame right there there's a group of people in your life, I can almost guarantee it, if you're a parent like me and your your parents and grandparents and everything else, they always want to know what's going on with your kids. They always want to know what's going on in your life. And maybe you don't want to put everything on social media. This is where the skylight digital picture frame can come in, right? It's really Hard To make sure that you're getting everything to everybody that needs to see it every single day or weekly or monthly or whatever. And now you can do it with the skylight digital picture frame you don't have to sit down next to him on the couch and flip through your phone while you're doing skylight is a touch screen photo frame that you can send photos to straight to your phone. And they appear in seconds. You can even preload photos before the box is open. So when it's unwrapped and plugged in, the most treasured memories will appear right on that screen. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. We're confident that you'll love Skylight. They are offering free 120 day returns. Over a million happy customers. Thousands of five star reviews are available in over 30 countries. Recommended by The Today Show, Forbes, New York Magazine and more. And as a special limited time offer for our listeners, you can get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame. When you go to skylightframe.lockedon to get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's dot com slash locked on.
0: And we're off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, we want to send out a shout-out to our every listeners out there. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode, and you can be to every listener, too. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button, watch every episode, listen to every episode, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, very interesting thing, Travis. I don't know if you saw this, but – on the Tylan Wallace punt return for a touchdown, and you look at the Jacob Homo block and Kolar, those guys are actually best friends, and they train in the offseason. So I don't know what they text after the game. I don't know what was up <laughs> with that, but just a little interesting nugget about that. And look, I think that's where this next topic is headed. Special teams, the good and the bad. Because this year, of course, kicking has been a massive issue. Ethan Evans has been only the consistent bright spot of this all, but you got to give Luke six some credit. Like we talked about, he made the 27 yard chip shot in the first quarter, had the 51 yarder in the second quarter. That was massive. And of course the 36 yard field goal to tie the game at 31 to send it into overtime.
1: Yeah. I thought that he kicked the ball really well. And it wasn't just that he made all of his kicks is that they were well struck, right? That That was the thing that with Brett Maher, that was always so scary is, that even when he'd make kicks, they didn't look like they were well-hit kicks. All or six work. Now, I think he's probably on a year on the team until you miss kind of program. I think that's probably where they are. I think I think it's really interesting to try to find out when you do that, right? Like, how do you, wouldn't you want Mason Crosby to kick a little bit sooner than a little bit later as opposed to, okay, hey, you haven't kicked all year? I, it's It's a weird deal. I don't know why they can't get that special teams thing figured out because... They were one of the best special teams units in football for a long time, and now they're not. Like you said, other than Evans, Austin Trammell couldn't hold on to the ball. When was the last time they had a big return in the special teams game? When was the last time they blocked a kick or a punt? It's been a very long time. I know you're not going to get one every week, but you should have one or two a season, and the Rams haven't really done any of those things along the way. Uh, And look, when you're a 500 team, which is about what the Rams are, all those little things kind of add up to the difference between winning the game and losing a game. And yesterday they lost one because of it. 100%.
0: And you have to mention that. And I think that moving forward is always going to be a work in progress. I think this team's only going to win if guys like Matthew Stafford can blow up and have big games. And I think that's another big take- takeaway here. You have to talk about his game. You always got to start with the quarterback. I think yeah. that you look at the drive he orchestrated to tie the game, the passes, the throws he was making. Definitely was hurried at times we up going 23 of 41 for 295 four yards had three tds and you're going up against the rain it was raining all game long the elements were a factor and also you had those drops from cooper Cup. You had the drop from demarcus robinson you had Hooker the touchdown too. to davis allen who i'm loving by the way one of my bullet predictions of course second half of the season was let's see some davis allen could be a td of the future love what i saw for him but this team He's the heartbeat of the team, and you saw once
1: again he was the biggest reason why this team was in contention late in this one. I know we talk about Lamar, and, you know, Dak is getting some MVP consideration, and we're always going to have Mahomes, and Josh Allen is the best quarterback. I, I, I get it. No one is as good at this as Matthew Stafford is if he has a little bit of time. With, 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 with no protection, he's going to struggle because he's an older player. He's not particularly mobile. He's going to throw some interceptions just because he takes some chances here and there. But the fact of the matter is you give him a little bit of time. You give him just enough time to see what's going on down the field. He's going to carve you up. He did it again yesterday. And and the, the Rams have a quarterback. They have a good quarterback. They have a quarterback that makes good decisions far more often than he makes bad ones. You just got to protect him. When he didn't have time, didn't look good. When he does, he looks as good as anybody else. I like where their quarterback is right now. I like the, where their offense is right now. Just you know, I I know I'm repeating myself here a little bit. You got to get that special teams unit tightened up a little bit. The defense, you're not going to have Lamar Jackson every week. You're you're gonna that's he's an outlier. He's really hard to deal with. I can I can live with what I saw against Lamar yesterday. Offense is humming. This is the offense we thought we were going to get at the beginning of the season, and we're finally getting it.
0: We are absolutely. I think in the second half, though, is a kind of a different story, and I think. You look at just the situations they were in. Lots of third and longs there, not really getting any opportunities. I mean, you look at the second half. They had third and sixteen, third and sixteen, third and twelve. The only one that converted was on that PI call, right? Where Kook and basically is tackled towards the sideline. So okay. really weren't able to get enough second half as far as the game plan goes. And I think look at the end of the day there was a lot of negative plays. I mean, Kyron Williams had three catches for minus one yards. He lost eight yards on one of those catches, two yards on the other Cub had got a screen pass on the third short of the two yards that wasn't able to get the first down And three of Williams, 25 carries lost yards as well. The delay game penalties. We talked about that. So some negative plays, some lack of execution and let's call it what it is too. Like you said, best player on the field was still Lamar Jackson and yeah. three touchdowns over 300 yards passing. And look, he can make plays out of structure and the Rams had their chances to end this game on defense. They just weren't able to do it. He made the big play. He kept them in, not even only just the touchdown to Zay flowers, but that two point conversion as
1: well. He does it with his legs, right? And, and he, and he's a great passer too. Don't get me wrong, but he needs a little time he gets a little time. You just you think you're going to get him? No you don't. He can move laterally so well. That that's the thing. It's like we know how fast he is, right? Just high end speed. He's one of the fastest players in the league. But how many times did it feel like somebody was just about to put their hands on him and he just hops to the side or he kind of hops back. He's so unbelievably elusive. He's just a, a special special talent and and uh, they had the best player on the field and they won the game because of it. And and, and bad special teams by the Rams. I'm going to keep saying
0: it. Yeah, and we'll bring this one down a little more in depth as far as what the defense was doing. But, like, bottom line is they were one or two defensive breakdowns away from winning this game. And that's just the truth. Even though the offense didn't produce in the second half as much as they needed to, they were that close to being this Ravens team. So that alone is something to feel good about and really a measuring stick game that I think, yes, moral victories, moral losses, say what you want. But this team has confidence knowing that not just against the Ravens, going all the way back to the Eagles, going all the way back to the 49ers, this team for stretches has confidence competed with the best teams in the league it's just a matter of playing four quarters of quality football and they're going to take their lumps and I like what Sean McVay said after the game I love this team right and we're going to talk about that here in our final segment what the morale is what this means moving forward as far as the big picture
1: that's coming up next got locked on Rams All right, I got to talk to you about prize picks. I had a blast last night, right? I was playing prize picks, watching the Lakers and the Suns in the in season tournament. And this is what makes prize picks so much fun. First of all, put the prize picks app on your phone, it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And it's because it's awesome. It's because it's fun. It's super easy, too. You just pick between two and six players, and you choose more or less on their stat line. And you can win up to 25 times your money. For instance, last night, I had LeBron and Devin Booker over their projected totals. LeBron took care of me, Devin Booker, just missed out, didn't have a great night. But this is what's so much fun. Even if the game's been decided, you still have a lot of things to keep your eye on. And of course, prize picks has all sorts of cool stuff. Like you can combine leagues, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, 10 and a half combo of threes made and receptions. Who doesn't want to do that? You even get a reboot policy. So if one of your players gets injured, if they don't come out for that second, the player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only DFS sports platform with that kind of insurance policy. So go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepickscom slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy at PrizePix. And after you do that, go over to your FanDuel app, right? Check out FanDuel right now because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. You heard me right. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app Super easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. One more time fanduel.com slash L O C K E D O N locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL.
0: And welcome back to Locked On Rams. They're making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, this is kind of the big, just overarching, big picture takeaway from this one is I feel better about this team now even in a loss moving forward, than I did before the game against the Baltimore Ravens, because of how Cooper Cup played, because of how Matthew Stafford continues to play. Some defensive adjustments need to be made. Another not so great game by Darian Kendrick, the pass rush, Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, a little setback, but still, that was one of the best teams on the road and i like the just now at this point it's a habit for this team right they understand that they're not questioning how good they can be it's just a matter of going out that i think you're going to go and play a commander's team at home get back in the win column and continue this momentum into being one of these surprise playoff teams
1: if not the surprise playoff team in the nfl i love what you just said Mac. i think that's incredibly sharp i the the team is learning how to win. I know they lost yesterday. I, I get that, but they're not, they're not with themselves right now saying, oh, hey, we kept it close. We should. They're pissed. They are crushed that they didn't win that game. And that's where you want them to be. This isn't a, hey, let's keep it close and see if we can steal one at the end. This is let's go into Baltimore and beat one of the best teams in the league. And they had a chance to do it. Now they may have to go in and beat San Francisco on the last Sunday of the season. To get into the playoffs that's going to be the ultimate test but i know i've said this a handful of times Fact of the matter is this has been a successful season whatever happens over these last four games hopefully they win all four games and they get into the playoffs or they win three of these games and they get into the playoffs and we'll see what happens after that this team has learned how to win they've created good habits they've identified a lot of really good starters Five starters in one draft, six if you want to throw in Kyron Williams from a year ago. This has been an incredibly positive step forward for this organization, for this team, for this year. So the team was supposed to win four, five, six games. And I know they're sitting on six, but it looks a lot different than I think most of us thought it was going to be. And that's because of the culture that's been built. It's because of the buy in from the players. They are competing at a very high level. They expect to win. And it's a testament to every single one that wears that uniform. Yeah. I
0: and mean, then just think about this team. I mean, they're such a fun team to watch, but they're also extremely maddening to watch sure. at the same time. Right. But what I love about them is they can take punches and they can deliver punches, right? I mean, they're throwing punches until the very end there. They're getting off the mat and they were still able to try to compete with this, this Ravens team. Now I also want to point out that Yodo love this game. Patrick Mahomes would love this game because the refs let him play, right? And go back and look at the defensive lines. Kobe Turner, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald—they're absolutely getting held at times. That wasn't getting called. The block in the back of the end was getting called. And look, I'm fine. That's I'm, that's not why they lost this game, right? It's a contributing factor, I think, why you didn't see them finish certain plays and on defense. But still, this team from a limited talent standpoint at times is still able to overachieve based on coaching execution, just sheer will and grit. Now I want to talk about Tutu Atwell, by the way, who left the game with a concussion. He just once again didn't pro- establish that as a big part of this offense. And yeah, unfortunately, I think this, we talked about early in the week, Demarcus Robinson, it's official now. Demarcus Robinson is that man at WR3.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he's just more of an NFL type of player, right? Tutu's really fast, but I, I, This was my fear with him every time he runs out and he's small and he's a small guy and he's going to break, I think, more easily than a bigger guy. And it was it was tough. I mean, he landed on the ground. It was it was a hard thing to watch. And I, I hope he's doing better. I hope he can come back and and help the team at some point later on in this season. But Robinson is a more effective guy. It just seems he's more physical. It seems like there's a little bit more optionality when it comes to Robinson relative to Atwell. You just really don't use Atwell other than down the field. Robinson feels like more of a complete wide receiver. And that three grouping they, they had yesterday with with Cup, Nikula, and Robinson, that's a good wide receiver group right there. And you get the right – you run the ball the way that they did. We really haven't talked about it too much. I'm sure we'll get into it later on in the week is – them coming out, running the ball nine times in a row to open the game. Like they, they found an identity where they can play both sides of the ball and Robinson, I think has helped them do a a, a great deal of that. 100%. Just so much more dynamic.
0: You got cup, you got Kyron back, by the way, I love me the puka, no gloves with the tape on the knuckles. <laughs> I love them that much more. So, yeah, but this game, so, so jam-packed, so much to unpack that we're going to spend a couple episodes doing it. And we're going to be back tomorrow talking about this Ravens-Rams loss. But, hey, still feel good about your Rams, Rams fans because that yeah. team went out there. They competed. They played tough. They expected to win. That's the number one most important thing to me. There were some errors. You had some – you can blame the reps. You can blame some communication errors. They didn't make the plays on defense when they needed to, but still a very entertaining game in Baltimore, and they get a chance to come home against the Commanders, get right back in that dubcom and continue this playoff push. But that's going to do over here on Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. As always, you can follow the people champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams' house.